Hello and welcome to Fresh Ears. I'm Neil Cowling, the founder of Fresh Air, the UK's leading producer of podcasts for brands and businesses. Fresh Air is all about combining creative flair and commercial nous, not making vanity projects, but instead making powerful pieces of audio content that really work for clients. As part of this, we decided to commission some work looking into the science behind how we as humans consume podcasts and what that means on a physical and emotional level and how brands can make use of audio most effectively. So we teamed up with Kinder Studios, a specialist team who apply neuroscience research to creative projects. They enlighten us and hopefully you on the relationship between podcasts and our listeners' brains. The result is three blogs, which you can see on the Fresh Air website. And this third episode of Fresh Ears is one where we're going to explore how podcasts tap into our everyday rituals. My guests are Robin Landau and Catherine Templar-Lewis, the co-founders of Kinder Studios. Hello again. Hello. Hello. And podcasts are better for you is a nice title for this article. <laughs> uh, I agree. Everyone should listen. They should be available on the NHS, but I'm biased. But the point is that about rituals and ritualistic listening. So, Robin, why are rituals so important to us as human beings? Right. So rituals have formed the foundation of, of things we've done for centuries, for decades, you know, really since the beginning of time. And so rituals, just to clarify for everyone, the scientific definition of ritual, if you will, is a repeated set of actions done sequentially. And these usually don't have any utilitarian outcome. Uh, they are mostly symbolic in nature. So when you think about clinking your glasses together at a dinner table before you eat, it doesn't make the food taste better. It doesn't make the night better, but it's a symbolic gesture of connection between people. And so you can have rituals done in groups, but a lot of the time we engage in daily rituals every single day of our lives. And we don't pay much attention to it or we might not be aware of it, but everything from the way you make your bed in the morning to the way you make your coffee, the route that you take into work, you know, the thing that you like to do on the weekend before you wake up. These are all very sacred moments to ourselves. And while modern day rituals may look a little bit different than they did back in the day, the meaning that they imbue into our lives hasn't changed. And these are really fundamental to, you know, creating some sort of structure and consistency. The brain actually loves to predict what's going to come next. And so by having something that we can anchor ourselves to on an ongoing basis is really healthy. And so a a lot of these rituals that we do don't take that much mental effort. They don't require us to do much. And ultimately, we're listening to podcasts a lot of the time we partake in these rituals. So these podcasts are actually imbuing more meaning or they're making some of these mundane activities that we do every day a little bit more meaningful. They're forming the background of a lot of these rituals. And I should add to that, that sort of the meaning making of it is what is so impactful to our well-being, you know, we almost have a sort of, um, you know, an, an absence of rituals in modern day life compared to what we might have had in, in societies a long time ago. And that that well-being piece from rituals comes from genuinely those repeated actions that have meaning to us. They actually calm our nervous system. They de-stress us. Um, they allow us to recharge. But also they build connections, connections to other people who might listen to this podcast as well, connections with the brand, with the narrator. Uh, and those connections are so important um, to our, you know, to combat things like loneliness, to combat stress, and just to bring to bring some positive well-being into our life. And that's been going on for a long time, hasn't it? In terms of media, a radio breakfast show is a ritual, or the ten o'clock news. Those sorts of, you know, we've been building media into our ritualistic behaviour for a long time. 
podcasts have only really been a, th- a thing properly, uh, particularly in the UK for sort of five or six years. And it's been fascinating to see how people increasingly do say, you know, I listen to podcasts every day. I listen, always listen on my commute, or I always listen when I go out for a run. And I, I guess what's really useful about audio in particular is you don't have to interrupt the other rituals that you're doing in order to consume podcasts. 100%. And I think there's a wonderful place for podcasts as a ritual to yeah, build connection, to build well-being, but also actually reverse some of the, the more negative um, states of being we have. For example, the commute. You know, there's some amazing research to show that if we have a commute up to about 30 minutes, that can be an okay or good thing because it gives you a bit of time out. But after 30 minutes, um, it actually can start to increase your stress levels. There's even some research from Sweden to show that a commute over an hour uh, increases your chance of divorce by 20% uh, <laughs> because it's so stressful. And what we're finding now is people are, are changing what can be quite a stressful time into a really positive time. They listen to a podcast, um, they learn something, they you know they recharge during that time. So it's it's amazing how people are taking moments of the day that can be very stressful, adding a ritual and a podcast ritual, and then flipping it on its head and making it a time of actually sort of recharge and, and well being. Exactly. And and there's loads of people who have very busy lives. They've got young children. It's really difficult now to kind of get a moment away to yourself uninterrupted. And so listening to your favorite podcast for 30 minutes, let's say, is that kind of special alone time? We're also something quite powerful about podcasts that's different from other digital rituals that we engage in is you can put your phone in your pocket. You know, you don't need to be using your eyes. We spoke about in the last episode um, about, you know, how visually dominant we are. But actually, we're, I think most people are aware now how bad blue light is for your eyes. And so, you know, on a commute, you're, you're usually either scrolling through your phone. Fine. There's some people who are still reading the newspaper <laughs> um, or listening to a podcast. And so by, you know, giving your eyes a little break for a moment, removing yourself from, from the blue light is actually really positive to your well-being as well. We talk to clients and brands a lot about that, particularly actually B2B or even internal podcasts where the purpose of the podcast is is to kind of translate information to people or for people to learn something that they wouldn't sit and read a document about. They wouldn't necessarily read a leaflet if it was given to them. But that dead time that they have on a commute or they're going out for a run, that's a way of distracting themselves from the other boring thing that they're doing the commute, but also just kind of download information in a, in a user-friendly way that doesn't interrupt their day. They're not having to take half an hour out to, to read a piece of information, but they feel like they can almost subconsciously absorb it whilst they're commuting or running. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we discussed in, in other episodes about, the, you know, the power of the story format for memory, for emotion, to drive action. Um but also just the positive benefits from the connection that we feel from other people when we're listening to that to that story or that narrative. Um, you know, it's incredibly powerful. We know we live in very disconnected uh, sort of lives from each other and even ourselves. And there's a power within that narrative to help us reflect on ourselves and connect to ourselves, but also connect other people and the world around us. You know, for many people, and, you know, I think the pandemic brought it into sort of stark, um, you know, light that loneliness is another pandemic that we're suffering disconnection from ourselves and others in the world we are suffering from as well and it 
has a huge impact on our physical and mental health. And so there's this wonderful opportunity for brands to not just deliver information uh, and do so in a way that, that creates emotion and impact memory, but also add these sort of positive well-being benefits on top that you deliver through the ritual aspect, through the connection aspect. Mm-hmm. And we, we spoke about in the last episode about how, you know, your emotions within your body rise and fall within the narrative arc of a story. And actually what they showed in regards to kind of connecting with others is you don't even need to be in the same room as somebody else. You don't need to be listening at the same time. But they measured people's physiological responses listening to the same podcast. And what they found was that every single listener actually had the same pattern, you know, within their kind of heart rate changing, for example, as the story fell and uh and picked up again. And so actually the brains and bodies of all listeners, whether you're even in the same space or not, are synchronizing. And that synchronization, even if it's not in tandem at the exact same time of listening, creates a community. And really that's what it's all about is is sharing in stories with one another and being able to relate to them afterwards as well. Because as Catherine said, any way that we can connect with others is incredibly powerful as we're Oh God, I'm a little bit hesitant to say this, but we're, you know, we're still recovering a little bit from this notion of, of loneliness. And, and ultimately, we know that social connection you know, increases your lifespan, increases your happiness on so many different levels. Robin, you touched on phones and, and scrolling, and that's a, a very transitory action, I guess, that's, that's going on there, very, very short term. But it still gives you a, a hit of positivity in, in some way when you're scrolling through your phone. And, and again... I suppose you have a social connection with other people who are looking at the same thing and communicating. But so what's the difference there between something that you've absorbed through scrolling on a social network versus something that you've absorbed over 20, 30 minutes? What's the difference in the kind of connection you made with the content and also with other people who are listening? Well, we spoke about dopamine in the last episode and dopamine being this reward chemical. And what we studies have shown is that the dopamine release from short form content is usually faster and sharper, which means we're constantly looking for our next hit. And so when people are talking about how dopamine is unhealthy, I mean, this isn't true. You know, all dopamine is, is based on pleasure and reward. But if we're continually looking for the next reward, then we're continuing in the state of searching for what's next. And podcasts and long form audio have the ability to give us that dopamine hit for this longer lasting rush and for our nervous system what that means is if we're if we're looking at our phone let's say for likes um you know on a social media platform it's because we're feeling slightly nervous or stressed about something and yes that like that that thing we see might have a little moment of connection it might give us a dopamine reward we feel good about ourselves but it's not lasting because obviously our insecurities come back and so you get trapped in this rather vicious cycle of of needing self sort of reassurance from social media and that's what's really dangerous and deceptive not the dopamine itself. You know, they've shown that that uh, in normal life, we talk about ourselves about 30 to 40% of the time, but on social media, it's 80% of the time. And that becomes highly um, unhealthy because we become super self-focused and critical of ourselves. Uh, so the dopamine and the reward that you get from a podcast is much more positive because it's actually a reward you get from the completion of a story, from learning new things, from having this co-created experience with meaning. Um, and that doesn't suddenly disappear. You know, there's no insecurity that comes back. Uh, all it might want to make you do is, is listen to another um, podcast, you know, the next day to, to sustain that sort of series of learning and enjoyment. And of course, as Robin pointed out earlier, uh, looking at your phone produces this blue light, which is a morning light, which wakes our, our mind up, which is why if it's late night and you're scrolling, uh, you're actually with the light telling, telling your brain to wake up rather than wind down. So, you know, the ability to actually get dopamine while you put your phone in your pocket is really, really good for you. <laughs> 
Is there something positive there in the sense that you can't interact with it? The, the, the fact that a podcast is largely, you know, it's, it's from the publisher to you as a listener. It's, it's not asking for you to interact with it. It's not asking for your feedback. Um, you can actually just kind of sit back and take it in and enjoy it long form. Yeah, there's definitely less stress uh, involved in, in podcasts and social media because you don't feel that you're being judged at all. You know, you're there and you're in a space where, you know, you're if you want, you're hidden and yet you still feel that there's engagement, there's connection, um, but nobody is judging you or valuing you. And and one of the, the places we have most anxiety is when we feel judged. Social acceptance is so important as a survival um, to us as human beings that any platform where we feel that that we're looking for social acceptance um, is going to come with a sort of stress response as well. So you're devoid of all of that when you can just listen to a podcast, you know, connect, engage, but in a way you're not in the spotlight at all. And going back to the question of rituals, is right back to the start of this, the other conversation that we often have with clients is building a habit, mm-hmm. building a momentum, working your way into people's lives because sometimes it's, it's tempting to just say, oh, we'll, we'll do a podcast when we've got something to say or when there's a, a topical hook to hang it on. But if you can do something regularly and frequently, then presumably on a neuroscientific basis, that's, that's a better service. 100%. The brain loves anything that it can predict will happen next. It loves some sort of repetition or an anchor that it can hang itself on. And so by tuning into something daily, weekly, monthly, whatever the frequency is, the brain loves to know that it's going to be rewarded from that action happening when it does. And so rituals are really a lot of the cornerstone to well-being. And you'll hear us and you know some other people in our world talking about ritual because it's really a way for people to imbue meaning on their lives, create purpose and their days and what they're doing. And everybody is actually doing this without their awareness of it. So we kind of encourage the listeners to kind of take away and think about what their rituals are in their everyday and what meaning they have. You know, how important is it for you when you listen to that podcast in the morning on your commute? Like, why is that meaningful to you? And how does that make you feel? These are a lot of unconscious behaviors and actions that are breeding so much connection into our lives that are incredibly important. And so the job of the brand presumably is to is to harness that ritual. We've said this a few times over the course of this series, but without being cynical, without jumping on it, but if you can work your way into people's rituals and, and feel like you're enhancing them rather than disrupting them, then that's the way to go. Absolutely. It's a genuine opportunity for a brand to have a positive impact above and beyond just the value of the knowledge or the information that is being delivered. Uh, but through that engagement, that connection, that ritual, um, the positive emotional and chemical journey you're taking someone on, that is an added value to someone who is listening that goes well beyond just uh, information. I think the best question a brand can ask themselves when they're making a podcast or something similar is, how can I enhance the experience of this person's day? You know, how can I enhance it? And then you don't really need to get in because if you're enhancing their kind of day to day, then the job is done and you've succeeded. Brilliant. Thank you so much. It's been a fascinating three episodes that we've done now on this. Um, Robin and Catherine from Kinda Studios, thank you so much for the conversation. Thank you very much. Thanks, Neil. So podcasts are a way to forge your way into people's daily rituals in a way that doesn't disrupt them, but actually complements them and gives them a deeper meaning. I've been saying it for years, but again, Robin and Catherine are basically backed up 
all the knowledge uh, and everything that we've been saying to our clients for a long time. If you'd like to find out more about how you can create a powerful podcast for your brand or business, we're at freshairproduction.co.uk. If you'd like to hear brand marketeers talk about their own podcast projects, about how they came together and why they worked, just go back through the episodes of Fresh Ears on this feed. In the meantime, I've been Neil Cowling. Thank you very much for listening to this mini-series of Fresh Ears, and goodbye.